Buddy Turnstone is a Harrisburg-based indie rock artist. His new single, I've Been to the Dungeon Before, is an epic, moody, but catchy piece of music that features guest vocals from Jessica Boyer and violin from Robin Chambers. Out now on all streaming platforms. Good morning, everybody. My name is Corey Rosen, and you are listening to The Story Podcast. Today, I have on a super awesome guest, Kevin Whitaker. What's going on? What's going on, man? Kevin Whitaker was born in Reno, Nevada, but moved to PA as a kid, so he was pretty much raised here. Kevin grew up around music. He played with some friends and was the drummer for Driving Vegas. Kevin had some good projects with friends throughout the years. His life took a huge turn in 2019, though, as he was involved in a certain lifestyle for so long, and Kevin went through a divorce and major changes from COVID. Music was something that saved his life, though. His first release was Part of Me, which was really nerve-wracking for him. And then right after that, Unpredictable Love was his second release and was his first major single, which has now been followed by Crown, which is Kevin's latest release. In this process, Kevin connected with Bradley Denniston from Hollywood, California and Radio Records to put a seven-song deal together to really help him get good music out and start his career off right. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing, man. It's another Monday. It is another <laughs> Monday. It's a great Monday, though. Not yeah, too cold, is. not rainy, not nothing. Yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty good. So tell me, Kevin, you uh, were born in Reno, Nevada. When did you move to PA? We moved to PA, I'm going to say 89. Um, so, yeah, so obviously, obviously my most of my life was out here. But um, I do have, like, like clips in my like you know memory clips of like moving out here because it was like you know it was just like that uh big truck and we're just yeah just driving yeah long drives and yeah i do remember that um in bits and pieces but yeah so when did your music love for music start do you think uh you know i'm gonna say i'm gonna say probably when my, my mom my mother bought me my uh my first drum set um i was kind of the kid that always was banging on stuff you know in school and on books and on tables and and um she said i had rhythm mm. is what is what her words were and so she uh she picked me up a you know a cheap cheap drum set you know let me have it up in my room and um i just you know learned my way through and uh that was kind of like the beginning, at least on an instrument right. for me, you know, to get to get going and, and learning music in general. So where did that take you? Did you want a new music uh, like forever or was that just a more of a hobby for you at that point? You know, it was just it was just a hobby. Um, you know, things were things were different when when I was younger. You know, it was kind of like getting involved too deep and stuff like that wasn't really uh, wasn't really possible for me. But um it became more of like a, a time where we could jam with friends or, or um, just kind of, uh, just kind of like, I guess, keeping it on a, on a down low thing, kind of, you know what I mean? It wasn't like hardcore serious. Oh, I want to tour and I want to do this. Like you see kids, you know, that are raised up into their teens and they're already out in the road doing stuff. Yeah. Shout out to Noah Gimney 
and Annie Grace and all the oh all yeah the absolutely and it's it's awesome seeing those artists um play and perform um Addie's actually the same age as my daughter wow which is named Addie oh wow <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny yeah so um and uh my Addie loves watching her and stuff like that so I love seeing I love seeing how these kids are these kids are coming up and it's actually very it's inspiring you know to see mm -hmm. the talent level and you know things are different now with learning music you know youtube you know so easy so accessible TikTok. i mean TikTok. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean it's 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 a it's a different world now um when it comes to entertainment and stuff so but uh but for me you know drumming drumming was just kind of this thing where you know because i i drew i i drew a lot of inspiration from like bands like tool mm. you know disturbed at the time and, and a lot of the rock bands you know you know back then but then i was a huge i'm still a huge fan i'm a huge fan of dave matthews band really so i'm a big carter beauford fan and um that was a probably one of the biggest things i do remember being involved with a group of um people um that uh that i was tied to uh in a religion at one time and they we, we played a lot of dave matthews songs and um that was like that was kind of like a learning tool in itself because the, the, everybody was really good and i had to learn these drum parts and to the best of my abilities right and so i would i would learn them and we would play for like weddings and graduation parties it was it was a fun little little time for me so you you do that um you've you're pretty much a, were a drummer for a really long time, weren't you? Yeah, over 20 years, yeah. So tell me about uh that evolution of when you were just a kid drumming in your in your room to going out and performing. So, you know, it, it took some time for me to kind of build up on, you know, understanding the, you know, drums in itself. What is know? it? Yeah, what is a drum? Yeah, what what, what's it do? How does it, you know, how do I how do I uh, operate? You know in three different you know three different body parts trying to do different things and then four different you know mm -hmm. you know just it just became a whole learning learning curve uh, but i picked it up pretty pretty quick um and then uh you know just kind of going through that that point in life uh you know playing and and practicing and just kind of putting my mind into that zone um I, I had a really good i have my one my one close friend uh zach blessing yeah he, uh, he was a uh, piano player and i remember him and i jamming in our in my mom's basement my parents basement and that's kind of how the whole band thing started for us and for me like kind of what it would be like to play music doing original music because i was just doing covers and so was he you know he you know he and him and his brother had a little cover band going on um that they would do stuff and whatever but um but we were kind of then you know we took it to a different direction you know mm -hmm. and um it was him and i for a while and then we had another guitar player friend that came in and played and uh the name of that band at the time was called wait we called it wait uh and we spelled it w-a-y-t and we thought we were like <laughs> we thought we were like like smooth Edgy, you know yeah, <laughs> like, oh watch oh, out watch yeah. out he goes wait <laughs> meanwhile people are like what is what but, uh, yeah uh how do you say that yeah they're like what is this Wyatt is what? this Wyatt <laughs> no it was just, you misspell Wyatt yeah <laughs> it was so much fun I mean like you know it was just it was a, you think back you think back on those days um it was it was really cool and uh and for me it was it was like a great experience to have and and like uh we got, we had our first recording experience you know his dad 
you know, put up some money and, and we, uh, we, we uh, recorded up in um, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre mm. at the studio. And um, we did like three songs, four songs. And it was like the, the highlight of that time for us. Like, it was just like, man, we're in this, you know, multi-million dollar studio you know, and it's just so cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, little things like that, that was kind of like the, the push of slowly getting into music and, and, and going. That's really cool. Cause that's just, it, it's, uh, it sounds like you had the very stereotypical, uh, garage band of, of, of the kids, you know, getting, get, yeah. <clears throat> getting together in the garage and jamming out. That's Absolutely. really cool. Yep. Yep. So when did the, you guys did that? Uh, was that like high school or? Yeah. I want to say like, uh, I want to say like high school, you know, um, 17, you know, 17, 18, even, um, I think, yeah, maybe like 16, yeah, 16 to 18 is probably, is probably a good, good time frame. Um, and even before that, so like, like, you know, me going through this drumming, you know, stage in my life, you know, I, I, um, I attended my first concert when I was 12, I believe I posted about this recently about, um, uh, my first concert was a Beach Boys concert. Really? In a Reading, in Reading area at the uh, Philly Stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they were the Reading Phillies. And, uh, <laughs> and um, that, was a, that was a huge experience for me because we got to go backstage. I had my dad's like old records and we got, I got them signed by like Mike Love and Bruce Johnson. That's really cool. You know, and I like that was a huge highlight for me. And then like after that, I would go home and just listen to the Beach Boys nonstop and just, you know, would play drums with them and, you know, and just, just was musically inspired by, by that sound and by that, by that era of like, you know, of music, yeah. Music. Yeah. So that's, but yeah. <laughs> so you, uh, you had this first band, you, you go out and make these singles at, at the studio. Uh, what then, what comes out of that? Anything? Or? Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, for me, uh, my life took a different direction. You know, Zach and I, we went both kind of went separate ways. Um, you know, he, he moved out to California. Um, I ended up, I got married at that time. Mm. Um, and, uh, I was only, you know, at that time married a short period of time I was young, you know, so, uh, that didn't work out so well, (laughs) but, uh, uh, yeah, it was like life went, went a different direction, um, for us. And um, we only got back together musically uh, back in, in 2008, 2009. Nice. And that was when we formed uh, Driving Vegas. So I want to kind of go through that, that little bit of a rough spot. Uh, every musician has it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, so there was a time that my drums and I just musically, I stopped. I didn't do anything. Um, my drums were just down in the basement. Um and this was for a long, long time. Um, and, uh, and, and it really, it really was kind of in that period too, even after driving Vegas, before I even got into my solo stuff, that music went, so twice in my life, music kind of went oh, on, really? went down. Yeah. And, um, and went stagnant for a while, but the first time, you know, it did because I was, you know, I was a business owner too at that time. And I had a family um and um you know it was different it was a different time for me so um but uh you know my 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 i guess my my goals and my ambitions were 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 set differently 
uh, because that's what I was told I needed to do, you know, mm. to have a successful life. And so I did. And, and, and um, I realized, you know, I, I wasn't really attaining any sort of success. Right. Not, not necessarily physically like, like, you know, money or anything like that, but just happiness in general. Um, I, you know, the happiness that I was told I was going to receive, I never got, I never got, I was never happy in, in my previous life. And, um, you know, I had to really, really discover all that. And so uh, what, what was the breaking point that you discovered? I need to get back to music. Um, well, it was kind of, so like in 2018, 2000, let's say 2017, 2018, I started like, you know, we've, you know, it's, it's, it's past driving Vegas now. And now I'm, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married again. And uh, at this point, you know, I'm, I was married quite a while. You know, um, I got remarried back in 2009. And um, so I've been married, you know, for, for a little bit. And um, again, I had, you know, I have two little girls and my life was still kind of, you know, different. And I saw, but I had all this, these mus uh, musical instruments in my basement. And I, you know, at being a drummer, we're kind of limited. You know, we need a band, right? Was Phil Collins? Yeah, and that's right. Phil Collins. You know, I, I don't. I didn't sing. I didn't. I never had a. You know, I never did any of that stuff. I never. You know, I didn't know. I didn't have anything to make music. You know, I never played guitar. I fiddled on a piano for for a long time. Um, you know, but I've always been musically inclined. Like I, you know, I have an ear for music. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and that's the way I I I feel my way out through through it now. And, um, I, you know, I went downstairs, I was playing around on the drums. I started actually, I went out and bought a electric pad and was playing with that, you know, and, and intertwined it with my, with my regular drums. I was like, man, this is really fun. I was kind of like starting to get it again. And then I was like, man, I wonder, like, you know, how hard it is to record your own music and stuff. And then was looking at all these DAW systems, you know, Pro Tools, you know, Ableton and uh, Logic Pro, which mm -hmm. I use now. And, um, you know, just, you know, just rediscovering things, you know, garage band, I think was another thing I, I fell into and it kind of inspired me as well. Um, but, you know, it's just getting back into the whole swing of it, you know, right. What, what's it like, you know, how do you do these things again? You know, mm -hmm. I don't have a band, so what do I do? So I started, I started putting stuff together and, and um, slowly putting stuff together. And I would, it was like, stop and go for a while, right? stop and go, you know, get into it, get out of it, you know? And still trying to hook up with people to play music, you know. I was wanting to drum for people, but at the same time, I was limited because I can only go so far and do so much, given you know, given what my uh, my life was at that time. And so, well, rewinding back to uh, 2008 and driving Vegas, tell mm -hmm. me about that whole experience. That was fun. Um, that that was a great great time for us. Uh, you know, we got to do a lot of cool things. Um, so Zach and I, when Zach moved back from California, um, we got back together. And uh, at this time, I, I knew a uh, a uh, engineer producer guy out of uh, Harrisburg. Um, you know, really cool dude. And um, he had a he had a studio in his uh, in his family's home, and um, awesome studio. And uh, it was called After Touch Records, is what he called it. And uh, he he did a lot for us. He really did a lot for us. He he sacrificed and got us going and put, you know, got everything going and got our first EP put together. 
and uh, we released it. And, you know, that whole experience started happening for us, you know, playing shows, traveling around. Um, and at that time, I, I had my first my first child, you know, I was mm. married and had my first child, Addie. And, uh, you know, she was going to these shows, too. I mean, people, you know, they all remember her coming to the shows and she had these headphones on because it was so loud. So loud. Yep. You know, it was just it was just a neat experience. But we played, I think, Millersville. Then we played that played college there. You know, we played we played when HMAC before they did all the um, remodels. In fact, we had our CD release party there, uh, right there on the main stage there. You know, um, it was completely different back then. Right. Um, and uh, that was a big spot for us. And so it was it was neat. You know, like it was a different experience for us. We got to we you know we, that's how we grew. Like, you know, we we're maturing as musicians and. And working with Zach, you know, Zach's a fantastic singer and, you know, artist. And then bringing on guys, you know, we had, we had a, you know, a bass player, uh, Dave Thompson that came in, played a great bass player. And then we had um, Nate Fowler, who's a fantastic guitar player. And um, Greg, Greg Gunther, uh, who was a piano player, he's a friend, a uh, friend of the studio. And, uh, you know, but he came in and was playing and, and he did a lot of great things too. So we had, a, we had a nice core of people, you know, uh, was got through our first CD was been working on our second release. And then things kind of just got a little haywired, to be honest with you. And, you know, I left um, thinking that my life would be different. You know what I mean? Like I, I needed to focus on, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing, I guess. You what know, you're supposed to be doing? What I'm supposed yeah, to be yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know um, being an adult yeah being adult <clears throat> and um having like this um you know i had a very strong religious upbringing um and that really just you know just put you know put a hold on everything in my life like you know and that's that's really what i went back to you know i was like okay this is what i gotta do this, you know, that's what i'm told i gotta do so i'm doing it i did you know and i just nothing yeah nothing um i get church musicians get that a lot yeah where people are like oh don't you want to do what god is telling you it's supposed to be doing yeah as if being a musician isn't something god would tell you to do yeah yeah um even though the whole the biggest book in the bible is literally psalms (laughs) it's all songs it's all songs yeah written by david a a man after god's own heart exactly exactly you know it was um yeah it was just it was just the way the mentality was and is now i mean unfortunately it's it's very hard to um to be yourself and you know you're put into you're put into a bubble you put you know people can be plastic yeah and and then you're putting you know not only that but you're also putting god in the box which is Mm. really not a good idea no Um, but you know you have these conversations with them or you try to you know you try to discuss these things you know you're wrong you're wrong for saying it you're wrong for thinking it and so i just i left i got out of it i mean that was and that's this is later on so you know, but that's where I'm at now. That's why I'm not, you know, doing anything like that anymore. But, um, uh, but then that's, that's my, you know, I, I had, I was pursuing all these things. I was, you know, so music then had to take a back, you know, backseat, you know, I, I had to, I had to focus on this other stuff and, um, I wish I never did. I wish I never, I wish I would have stuck it out with driving Vegas. And I feel like we would have be a lot, we, we would be a lot further, I think in our musical careers. Um, you know, um, in different ways, but, um, 
yeah i mean it is what it is you know you learn from it and so was was like the church like pushing you away from your music or? um it was just encouraging me not to do it you know encouraging me not to have a relationship um you know like that out you know outside what? of the you know congregation just because it, you know it wasn't uh don't interact with sinners or whatever. pretty much yeah. yeah i mean that's pretty much oh, how it works you know it's 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 the fact that if you're not if you're not one of them you're you're if you're not with them you're against them right pretty much yeah that's so dumb uh that's something that really bothers me i'm a christian i don't know if you're still oh yeah i mean okay. i yeah i mean i i'm not I, yeah i totally totally yeah so yeah. <clears throat> and i'll have a quick conversation about this because we do have a christian following and we're all on LBC radio. Uh, musicians need to know this just because you interact with sinners on a day to day basis. I mean, we're all sinners. Yeah. Right. Yeah, everyone, everyone's, I mean, depending on what you believe on, uh, totally depraved or everyone's a yeah. sinner. No one's perfect. Um, we're interacting with sinners all the time because everybody's a sinner and no one's a, a, a worse sinner or less sinner or whatever. Yeah. Everyone's, all evil is evil in God's eyes. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're doing drugs or doing whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, as a musician, yeah, you're more inclined to interact with more of those uh, on the edge people who are who are doing the drugs, who are you yeah. know, sex, money, and drugs. Right? That's the that's the whole industry. Yeah. And what? Where did Jesus go? Right when he was yeah. alive, he went to the prostitutes. He mm -hmm. went to went oh, yeah. to. The people who love the money. He went yeah. to all these corrupt, awful people, mm -hmm. and that's where he hung out. Yeah. What industry could use the love of Christ more <laughs> than the music industry or yeah. entertainment industry? Entertainment. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 definitely yeah. You're you're hitting it right on. I mean, the the thing is is that there's there's these groups of you know these organizations you know just you know and all these religions in the world right and and um and some some organizations are are much more in tune or they're much more hardcore in in pushing that you need to be you know this is you know you you leave the fold that's it or if you if you sin and you don't you don't um you don't say the sinner's prayer or yeah or or you don't let you know let the you know let the congregation know what's you know your actions you know we have you know or or you or you um you know you show that you're not repentant you know we're going to cast you out of the congregation and um and that's a huge thing too in this organization they cast you out and they'll cast you out even without it being official really and, yeah like and they and you lose your you'll lose your family you'll lose all your friends i mean there's people the suicide rate the suicide rates is 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 huge you want to shout will you say the name uh I, I don't yeah i don't okay yeah i probably uh, yeah i would rather not you know just because well, i'm well i'm curious so. yeah yeah we could talk yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about yeah. that now but That's, it's uh you're gonna laugh when i tell you but it's <laughs> i i'm pretty sure i will because uh, uh, <laughs> i have a few in mind so but um but it's bad because it, it you know it affected me and so you live this life where you're trying to do what's right you want to do what's right and You'll feel like you'll never meet those standards because the standards of living are just are un, impossible. They're impossible. They're not. They're not realistic. And and people that claim to think it's realistic don't live like it. They're lying. And, they're not. Yeah. They're not living like oh, it. There's no way. And that was like another thing I was gonna say because I know every single one of those people have done things that they're they're, they're keeping hush hush about it too. Skeletons and in the closet. Skeletons in the closet because people in uh and this applies to specific churches and specific congregations. 
because uh, not all Christians are like that. Yeah. People need to know that everyone is a sinner, yeah. regardless. Yeah. People help. There is no perfect person in this world. If don't matter how good of a person they are. Yeah. Everyone has their skeletons. Everyone has their demons. Yeah. And you can't judge other people for for their spiritual journey because yeah. everyone's spiritual journey is everyone else's spiritual it's journey. Different. Yeah, it's different. Like you don't have to. You shouldn't be shamed in in certain things. Like in certain, you know, even like growing up, right? You know you know, maturing as a, you know, an adolescent, you know, you're like, like there was just things that you had to be careful with because it's like, you know, you made mistakes or, or you're doing things like that. You're, you know, you're, you'll be shunned or you'll, you'll be, you know, you'll be casted out. And, and, and even by, like, I know people who've been casted out even when they were 17, you know, and they were, you know, they were pushed out of their own home, you know, and they end up going through different lifestyle changes and, and, you know, it was hard for them. Like it mentally messed them up. Yeah, it will. And that, that's not the, that's not the love of Christ at all. That's not the love. And that's what I, and that's what I had to realize. Like, you know, like, and if any of them are listening to this, you know, they're, I know they're probably just, they, they know what I'm talking about. So they're shaking their head. But, but, but the truth is, is that that's not love. Like it is not love. And it's, it's not, and that's not how it works. And so like, the, so like basically the way I've, 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 the you know the the realization of everything for me is now is that you know if my life is that bad and if i'm living this horrible horrible life then i'll be judged in the end and now you know god will handle me in the end you right. know i can't you can't live life thinking you know trying to micromanage every little thing that you're doing and we're not supposed to no it's 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 not it's impossible and, yeah and and you know people are they're lying if they're if they're saying well you know i can do it i you know i mean yes yes kevin i make mistakes but you know i still you know i i do this and i do that and i i give devotion you know well that's great but you know what mistakes are you still making like, like are you coming forward with your mistakes like 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 we're like we're like you're telling me to do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so so these were things that really as as a child as a teenager you know it it really screws you up you know it messes you up and it, it hurts you and um it's very hard to uh you know come out of it and i know so many people Corey, that are just that they're gone. A lot of them are mentally gone mm. from this, and 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 they've they've lost a lot of a lot of everything in their life, and and so now I'm like I've refused to go down that road. I refuse to be a statistic, you For know. Real. So you know, so you know, as of you know, 2019, I I just I had to withdraw myself from it. You know, oh, good good on you, so, good on you for realizing that that's a problem because. That is not love. Casting, I mean, discipline. Yes, there's a sure. there's a discipline in love, right? Yeah. But to completely shun somebody, to completely think of, uh, you know, what's what's the one parable that everybody knows outside of Christianity, right? It's the uh, the son, right? Yeah. Coming back to the father. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that story called? The prophetic. Uh, the um yeah, the, uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I know. <laughs> parable I, of the uh, oh my god. Parable drawing, of the uh, I'm trying. I'm drawing the, the pros- it's, it's something with the P. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the point of the I story yeah, is, it'll come to me. It'll come. Yeah, to me. it'll come to us. The the point of the story is that uh, this this kid, prodigal son, prodigal son. That's right, yeah. the prodigal son. Um, the kid wants to leave, take take half of his, of his inheritance early, spends it all, wastes it all. Yeah. And he's a complete utter disgrace uh, yeah. in society. 
he comes back crawling back to his father yeah who, and he thinks oh they're gonna hate me blah 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 yeah. no his father comes up and runs him his his yeah, brother is the yeah. person that hates him for it yeah but the point is as a, a community in christ we are supposed to be loving to those who come back to us who yeah. realize they make mistakes you, you sometimes you have to allow people to make mistakes you know what's funny i i was the most judgmental person too when in when in that organization i judged sure you had to be. everyone like and because you were judged you know like like your ministry time fight. yeah like like if you're because you had that you know they want you to uphold a certain ministry time you know every month and then you report that time you know to the congregation you know to say that hey you know anybody could have made up their time now like someone could have right, said yeah. oh i did 50 hours and and you know they only you know they didn't do nothing See, right yes yeah. It's like faking your practice life. exactly <laughs> yeah it's so it is so bogus and but but when you're when you're young and you're growing up and that's malleable and you're, this is it you yep. know this is this is this is life you know this is what i gotta do um and but nobody like wants to sit back and listen to this and 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 say okay yeah maybe there is a little bit of a flaw here like this is you know and another thing is they they claim to be you know the only the only true religion which was which is another flaw for me because, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things we can take from a lot of organizations. Um, you know, um, I think if you're following the Bible, you're following it, you know, to the best of your ability. I think there's some things that are not practical. And I think there's things that are practical for use, you know, yeah, and some things in the Bible don't apply to us anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I, I strongly believe that, but like the judgmental thing I, you know, wanted to touch on is that, you know, I, I, I was a jerk, you know, I, um, people like, you know, just even like, I, you know, well, you know, you're, that's what you do with your life. Well then, you know, you know, that's not good. And you know, your judgment's coming. Or, yeah. Your you know. judgment's coming soon, you know, and, um, I hope you wake up and, you know, find your way back or, you know, and like stuff like that. And that's like, that's not it's right. Abusive. Yes. Yeah. It's very, it is, it is very abusive. Um, it's, um, it's definitely cult-like behavior, and you hate to use that word, but it's so true. It's so true. And you have to realize when your own religion is becoming a cult. Yes, because yeah. if you read the Bible, it's it's nothing like that. The whole point of the Bible is redemption. If yeah. there's no re space for redemption in your religion, mm -hmm. it's not. A, it's a cult. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's. Yeah, there's. But yeah, and I think that's exactly where you know where a lot you know a lot of folks have fallen into and. Um, yeah. So now, so now it is what it is. You know, I've, yeah. I've, uh, I've taken, I've taken steps onward and, um, I lost, Corey, I lost a lot of people, including some of my own family, you know, and, um, you know, I, it's, uh, it's, it's very sad. It's very sad. And, uh, you know, but that's, it's also eye opening to realize you start, you start to understand what real love is in your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like, like we like we all hear oh you know i love you know you see i love you to our friends right mm -hmm. you know but what what really is that love like is that love really genuine unconditional you know is it you know is there is there something tagged to it all my friendships and 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 you know in that past were all conditional right as long as you follow our way and think like us yeah we love you yeah exactly that's not so now I have, now I have like, you know, I've, I've grown, re, you know, regrown my friends and, you know, and, and gotten, you know, friends that have genuine, genuinely, and genuinely care about me and love me and, you know, and, uh, you know, and that's, 
that's different, you know, and it's nice to have that. And um, I don't miss any of the people that, that I was affiliated with. And, and again, I, I, I know that's mean. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you had to break ties. But it's true. I mean, it is yeah. so true. And, you know, did I have good moments? Sure. sure. Absolutely. Um, those will live. Those will live. But you, yeah. just because something was good sometimes doesn't mean it's good all the time. Exactly. And there is a time where you have to realize this is not going to be beneficial for me in the long run. <laughs> yeah. And I will not stand for this anymore. Exactly. You're going to take a stand for yourself. Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, get me out of here, please. <clears throat> so uh, you did that. That was like 2019-ish area? Yeah, yeah. so that 2019 I left. Um, and at the same time, I was going through a divorce. So mm. I was married 12 years. Um, was that and, uh, a part of that whole situation? No. Or? Um, well, yes and no. Um, you know, my ex-wife, who who now I'm, you know, like we're, we have a great relationship, That's you know, good. with our, you know, with raising our children, you know, um, and she's a, and she's a good person. So, I mean, you know, she has a good heart. Um, you know, you look back and in, in for any sort of relationship and there's things you could have done better. And there is things I could have done better. And there's things that she, obviously she knows she could have done better. And, you know, and uh, that's just what it was. And, you know, next thing you know, you know, we're divorced. Life happens. Yeah. yeah life happens. And, but it's a learning curve. And I, um, I've accepted the fact of things and changes that I needed to make uh, within myself. And I tie all that. I tie I, all, all those things that I had trouble with to, to, to the that, religion, that religion. Yeah. To the organization, because all that stuff, all that stuff affected just every little piece of behavior that i had you know your worldview that you built up as a kid or or maybe indoctrinated into yeah. you as a kid uh affects everything about everything you. you will not realize how much uh, you think negatively because yeah. you were brought up in a negative situation or yeah. if you're judgmental you probably think overthinking every single situation you've ever been in yeah you're you're overthinking oh should, is this beneficial is this bad or is this good is this bad and you're you're taking the focus away from yep. uh, what God's plan really is for you. Exactly. Yeah. And and also also the feeling of not being good enough. Yeah. Like because like, that that I'm feeling, not worth it. Yeah, I'm not worth it. I that that feeling in itself is very uh is very hard to, for a kid. Yeah, for a kid. Because yeah, I mean, I I was I I did not want my girls to go through that, and that was another huge thing is reason you know that we pulled away, but um. Yeah, I, I didn't want them to go through that. Like, because see, like I didn't I didn't associate with a lot of kids. We call them worldly kids, you know, because okay. mm-hmm. you know, I when I in high school and middle school, like, you know, I wasn't allowed to do extra activities. I didn't have band. I think I couldn't go to band. I couldn't really go to football games. I, I couldn't go to prom. I couldn't you were segregated do from your culture. Yes, because it was a bad lifestyle. It was bad. It was worldly. It was immoral. And if you do those things, it's going to take you away from God's organization, right? God's true organization. But in reality, you know, and some people like some people wake up from this. They call it they call it waking up and some some wake up. Some don't wake up. Some they just they're in zombie mode for the rest of their life. And they'll they'll die that way. Uh, One being, you know, uh, unfortunately, my father, you know, and which I love him to pieces. But, you know, he's. He's just, you know, blinders, blinders on. on yeah. yeah. Um, and it's sad, you know, it's sad to see that. It's sad to see these people 
um be that way but that like see like i lost so i lost all that i lost all out on all those things and i wasn't gonna let my girls do it you know and um you know so going through my divorce i felt like it was a wake up i felt like it had to happen um and i've said that before is that you know it, you know we we were married 12 years um and you know i think i think there was things that just needed to happen you know and um it was a wake up it was like a reset for mm-hmm. my life and there's a reset for her life and it just That's you know okay. we got two beautiful girls out of it you know and um that we're raising and so that's that's i think it's, that's a win right there right of course you know so but um it's just it's just um it you know it was challenging going through those times like it was <laughs> it oh, was sure. bad mentally for me you know i i was in such a bad mental state you know because i was not only losing my marriage I was losing entire community community. I lost everybody. And people are like, you know, they, and you think that those people, like these are God's people, right? You think they draw close to when you're, when you're going through those tough times. No, none of them did. They all, they don't care. They don't care. They, they all, they all scrambled about, they acted like they care. They don't know how they don't see again. They don't know genuine love. Yeah. All right. That's not genuine love. It's not. They would, they would say, Oh, how are you doing? Okay, cool. And then leave. Exactly. And, and that was their version of caring for you. I had, so I had people, you know, including, you know, my friend Zach and uh, my friend Todd, you know, like I had some really good people that, that were actually, these are people that are in the same environment that I was in. Mm-hmm. These, these are the people, the same people that went through the same thing. So we were all in the organization together. Uh, but these people were, you know, I wasn't the only one that was waking up and seeing all these things. There's That's a good. lot of us seeing a lot of things. Uh, but everybody's handling their own, it does their own thing. And, and that's that. But, um, but these are the people that, that, you know, that pulled me out, pulled me out of this, this pit. Um, that, that, these are people that actually genuinely love me, you know, they cared about me. And um, if it wasn't for them, you know, I don't know if I'd still be here to be honest with you. Mm. You know, I mean, it was just such a dark, when you go through such dark times, um, you know, nothing in life matters at that point nothing not even your own children like i like you just you're just miserable with waking up and feeling the way you're feeling and you and, and until you get past that until you can find your worth again and find what you're you know what you're good at it, you know it's a challenge mm-hmm. you know it's a challenge and um you know unfortunately some people don't make it through that you know and we hear about it all the time or they fall into alcohol or drug, you know, you know, like, you know, you know how heavy the oh, drug yeah. use is around, you know, in these areas now it's, it's bad, it's you know, because yeah. people are trying to wash away the, the sadness. If, you know, if it comes from their upbringing of some sort or, or whatever it is, you know, so, you know, I just didn't want to go that like, like I was, I was very lucky in, in many ways not to have gone through any of that. You know, it was just kind of either, you know, sink or swim at that point for me. And then that's kind of when music started making its way back into my life. I was about to say, because that all that stuff makes great content for music, right? Exactly. It started making its way back in. And because I had to find something I I was trying to channel like I didn't know how to even channel. Like I was a musician, but I didn't know. Like, again, I'm a drummer. I don't know how to I'm going to drum my, you know, drum my uh, confusion out. I mean, it's 
I mean, you can a little you're, bit. You're but, hitting stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're hitting stuff. That's about it. But but I had to really find. I wanted to really reach people too. Like I wanted to be. I want to be in like another piece for somebody else that might be going through the same thing. And that's kind of how part of me, the first song release came out. You know, I um I did that in my in my studio, in my home, and you know, I I made this song and uh, I needed to get it mixed and mastered. Came across Bradley. Sent it off to Bradley uh, over at Radium Records. He did his thing. And then I get it back and I realize, wow, this, I do have potential at doing something with mm-hmm. music. Like, mm-hmm. this is, you know, like when you have somebody, you know, like kind of like, you know, what he's done then is taken my hand and he's kind of been like, hey, you know, okay, this is, okay, you know, I see what you're doing here, but let's do it this way. Let's, let's get you on the right path. You know what I mean? And having a mentor. You need, and that's what, then that's what he's done, and that's what he's doing, continuously doing. So tell me about part of me. We haven't lined up here. What is, what was the songwriting process? Is this the first song you ever wrote? Yes, um, I, I kind of was fooling around with some other ideas, but this is the one that was like, I think the most uh, successful in my mind, um, just because I was, I had the ideas, um, just was learning tools, you know, uh, musically. Uh, sounds and and learning how to rework samples and and play with just right mu- you know bringing music together you know mm-hmm. uh, piano stuff everything and this was the first song I did that and then also the first song of me discovering my voice mm-hmm. trying to figure out okay like you know uh, this is my voice and so for that I drew a lot of inspiration from like the Europop scene like I was like I'm I'm also a huge fan of like Pet Shop Boys and Depeche Mode and um cure and you know um a lot of those a lot of those old bands you know those you know those that era that time and so i wanted to bring in a little bit of of that flavor into my music then you know um and that's kind of how part of me started well so let's get into it uh part of me this is by their first single first single by kevin winnaker take a listen
and that was part of me, my Kevin Whitaker. What a what a unique style. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was just kind of like, I don't know what to call that, but I mean, it was just because my voice. That's the thing. My voice, it's like a pop. You know that pop sound, um, like the electro pop, whatever. Um, with a EDM, rocky edge yeah. to it, EDM, yeah, has a little rocky edge to it. But then my voice kind of changes everything and changes the dynamics too. Um, some like it, some don't like it. You know, it's just and that's everything. Yeah, that's it's everything. So, but um, yeah, that was the starting point. I mean, that's how I really was able to, you know, grow from you know grow from something. You know, now that was that song. And then you have uh, "Unbroken Love" that that was relatively soon after that. Was this all like one writing inspiration? Oh, so I guess it happened over COVID. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, unpredictable love was a uh, basically. I was going, you know, I was talking to this girl, uh, with who I'm in, in a relationship now with, and um, but like then it was just pure conversation, and it just you know, but it all it all felt right at the time, and felt like love, and felt so unpredictable. And um, I was just down in the studio and fooling around with it, and unpredictable love <laughs> it just started coming out and then i went to la yeah I, yeah so la then i uh when i went to la got with bradley um he he co-wrote you know finished writing with me and, and then produced uh this record and this was you know this was a bigger record for me and uh but, is this part of that seven song then that you have no or? no this That's was feature. actually yeah so this, right, this we'll, was, we'll get to, we'll get to that then yeah yeah so this is unpredictable love by kevin winnaker
and that was Unpredictable Love, and that one did a lot for you. It did, yeah. And in fact, we did a remix on it, and people love the remix too. Um, um, I didn't give you that one, but that was pretty much the same song. But it's just more of a dance, more you know, more mm-hmm. dance vibes because it had it had dance vibes in the original. Yes, um, it very much so. Well, uh, the the one uh, DJ producer I worked with out of Hollywood, he he did a remix of it, and uh, I thought he killed it. And so we have one one of your latest releases, Crown. Crown, yeah. Uh, tell me about this one. This one here is more the direction we're heading. Um, in with with all my songs, uh, more of an industrial rock sound. Um, these songs are now being built. Like I'm, I'm more trying to get into the sync world. Like I want to get music into you know film and commercials and that's right. what brad brad's specialty is that like he knows that world he has music and he's done music with lego you know with lego movie and that's 21 true. jump street like yeah like he's that's sick yeah he he has like he's he's brilliant his his ears are great you know and um that's the direction he's taking us and that's what crown is and so what was the writing process for this like that's that's a completely different writing process exactly so for- crown really was just a song of uh you know of 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 a motivational song you know uh something you you, you would actually hear at an arena like i right now really I, like yeah. a like a like a like a pump up song pump up song like wow. a hershey bears game so i actually i sent this song to ea sports um and i got actually I'm, I'm in talks with a gentleman from ea sports and so i'm hoping i mean it's a long shot i'm hoping it can get utilized into a game yeah and listen all you and here's the thing musicians don't realize you all you got to do is ask you got to ask and they can say no and that's okay yeah and 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 one thing if i can mention is one thing that's really important in in going this route is you have to have quality music that is very true and and having a quality engineer and producer to work with no you're absolutely right uh without that there is no there's no nothing. You can be the most talented person in the world as long if you well, this is not always true, but for the most part, yeah, you have to have quality and decent recordings. Uh, it, it's got to be industry standard at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's what that's what Radium has done. I mean, they brought everything. Even part of me was you know is industry standard. You know, now we're getting now we we just went from part of me because that was all produced by me. That was just all my stuff. Mm. You know now. You know i'm getting guys with a lot more experience getting their hands on all my music which i'm fine with you know yeah, and that's, that's okay helping me write helping me build you know and that's what that's okay I, I think it's okay to go that route like i'd rather go that route than to waste time doing stuff something that's you know that might not be as good yeah putting out you know trashier music yeah and that and that's okay listen you, i know music is your baby and everything but it's oh it takes a village right to, to raise a kid it does. takes a village to write good music it does yeah so with that said this is crown by kevin winnaker
That was crowned by Kevin Whitaker. Dude, what a song. I'm just going right on my playlist. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. So uh, this is the direction you're going. This is an amazing direction. I heavily agree with this. <laughs> no, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of where we're going. I mean, this next release that's going to be coming out, I think um, people are going to really enjoy it. It's, it's going. It's taking all those same textures. And, you know, it's, it, this one, next one is even a little bit harder. But still you know big and big sounds and stuff like that no, so. I, I love it it gave me chills when i first when i heard the first thing and not only because it was loud but i like yeah. loud. <laughs> yeah but also just the the sound the engineering on that is really good yeah brad's you. good man he yeah. is he is he is the man when it comes to that and uh when you that's why you lock in with somebody stay you know stay locked in with them and you know follow you know steer Work the course with them. yeah steer the course that's something I, a lot of musicians get cold feet about because if something doesn't work out immediately they they dip they dip right they dip yeah so, you gotta trust your engineers and granted you do have to do your research don't get me wrong on that yeah but once you find someone that you think would be a good fit try to fit with them it's, yeah. it's like any relationship there's compromise everywhere yeah yeah and if you want the best product, you have to be willing to be malleable just as much as they are willing to be malleable exactly. to work with you. Exactly. Like he's, there's times when even recording that song, like, you know, um, cause I took, I did all the vocals in my studio and we did a, we did a live stream vocal take. So basically it was audio movers that we use. I don't know if you heard of that. And it basically streamed over to his platform. And so it was really? all taken. Yeah. It was all taken with my, with my setup, my preamps and, and you know, which I have, I have a decent setup, but it's not like a multi-million dollar setup. Right, of course. You know what I mean? But with the way the way studios are now, and and all the the technology that we are, you know, we can get, you can make good music out of Anywhere. your home. Yeah. yeah, it just takes a good engineer to, to work it to glue it all together for you. You know, and um, yeah, so you know, big shout out to Brad and Radium Records and and all those you know the team of people he has with him, and um, I mean. I'm I'm so blessed to have them on my side. And you have a seven song deal with them now. I do. Yes. Yeah. Is that going to be like an album or EP? It's or? basically like an EP. So like we're just putting together pretty much all the songs that are, are we're just releasing them as singles, and I'm going to then at the end and just push pack, them all together, package yeah. them together, and you know release it again. But uh, you know, I, you know, as as a new artist, you kind of have to. That's kind of what you have to do anymore. It's like. The single the, game the album the art of the album is a little lost yeah yeah you know play the single game for a while get people excited you know and, and i i do perform these tracks live as well i mean i have i have another i have a collage of songs that i use and i play with that i may never release but i people do love to hear when i play them live um but um it's just uh it's just right now just kind of building the name and building the sound out to everyone so where can people, well, actually, we'll get to a few questions that I like to ask all my guests before we before we head out. One of the ones that I'm really curious about, you still are a man of God? Absolutely, 100%. Uh, what is worship to you? Uh, you know, worship, I think, is, I think it's something 
we do on a daily basis, um, meaning how we represent ourselves. And if we, if we claim that we, you know, we love God and we, we love, you know, we love his will and love the things that he, you know, he gives us that we have, then we show appreciation in our daily activities and how we treat other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how worship is anymore. I mean, I was to, you know, I, I went to meetings three days a week, twice a week for a while, every, you know, and I feel like, you know, that I don't feel like that's always necessary anymore. Um, but I do feel like it's important to keep yourself uh, in tuned to your own, you know, listen to the voice, listen to whatever spiritual voice you have inside you. Um, and I think it's very important that you share, you know, your happiness and you share positivity with people that you may not even know, but like just in simple, you know, interactions with, with, you know, the common folk, you know, being, being that kind, that kind, loving person, you know, like, yeah, right. like that, that to me is good. That, I feel like that's part of worship. I really do. Um, you know, I don't think it's just, you know, singing praises right, of and, course. and being in a, you know, a church or, you know, whatever. And, and, you know, doing that, I don't, I don't think it's always that. Um, I think those are, you know, Christian fellowship, I think is very important to be, you know, to be, you know, socializing with people that are upbuilding and encouraging. But I think you have to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're just locked into the group of people that you're socializing with and, and, and having fellowship with in that organization or in that, that area, you're now putting God in the box. Right. Which I think that's, well, that's what I've done. That's what a lot of people have done. Well, church is always on Sundays. It's only on Sundays. And only if it's a nice day out. Exactly. Right? exactly. <laughs> yeah. It can't be a fair weather Christian. Yep. You know, um, you have to weather the storms, you know, and, and, and another big thing is don't, don't go, don't go to God when you're, when you have troubles. Like just, to, just when you have trouble. Just when you have troubles. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go, go to God to, all the time. All the time. All the time. Cause that's very important because like you see that too. Like, you know, you, you never hear, you never hear God's, you know, name or anything going on. And things go wrong. Exactly. And everyone's convenient like, Christianity. That's what they call it. Exactly. And that's, that's a bad, that's a bad rap, man. Like that doesn't work either. No. You know, I think it's also important to socialize with people that are going to make you better. They're going to make you a better individual. Find a good circle. Exactly. And it's not always in your, it's not always in, in the church or it's not always no. in fellowship, what you think it is. P- good people. You'll, you'll, you'll spot a good person out. I think outside of an organization a lot faster because now they're in an environment and they're either going to be, you know, a, um, like they're going to be better or they're, or, or you'll see like their traits of, you know, uh, negativity or, mm-hmm. or things that are like, Oh, you know what? Like, I, you know, I'm not sure if I want to, you know, involve that. Yeah. Me included in that circle. You know what I mean? Um, so that's just important. It's important to level all these things out. Um, and I think that's what, that's what true worship is. So, out of all of these things that you've done, you've done a lot of shows, a lot of uh, solo performances, uh, everything. What is one of the funniest or worst things that ever happened to you on a show? Um, I did a show at HMAC, and you know I use backing tracks right now, right? Because I well, you can't just, get those samples. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I was rehearsing with a band, um, and I'm still actually going in that direction. Oh, nice. Eventually, That'd but you still cool. have to like with this type of music, get backing tracks. I mean, that's just right. That's just the re- reality. I call it post maloning a show. <laughs> that's what he does. It's post maloning. Karaoke, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, it's all about entertainment. It's all about whatever. Yeah, that's but, okay. 
And um, but the worst thing I had, I had a backtrack issue and it ended up like fuzzing out during this one show at HMAC. And, uh, you know, I learned like there was a certain tool I used and I was like, yeah, I'm not using that again. And so I have that all mastered and down to where I shouldn't have any problems. You know, I did it. You know, I've done shows since then and never had an issue. Um, kind of learned from it. But that was such a fun like experience because it's like, I, again, I'm all about the theatricals and the, like the big sounds and so like when you go into like you know a, a good venue and they can you know take your your sounds and like you know you're rattling the walls and people mm-hmm. are just like staring up at you and they're like excited to hear what you're going to do next you know like i've gotten those vibes even with the few shows that i've done and it's so neat and it's and then like that makes you feel good because you feel like you're doing something right worthwhile yeah yeah um it's not about like it's not about the attention thing for me because to be honest with you i'm i don't like to be the center of attention that's fair i never did um but i kind of put the show on when i have to be and uh you know because i do like to perform i do like to perform and i do like to share my music so you kind of have to have a give and take there right of course so uh, what did what, you do when it fuzzed out? Did you just like stand there like, uh, or did you? Uh, we, it was towards the end of the show. So we just kind of, it almost just like, and it's, we just oh, kind of okay. finished out at the song and called it the day. But um, yeah, I mean, people still loved it though. I got a lot, I gained about, you know, like six followers off of that, which, because it wasn't a packed, like a packed audience. But, you know, if, if I can gain one person out of a show that, that was, a, you know, that's a, you know, a success for me. Um, I opened up for Corey Feldman last year. Um, and that was fun. You know, people really enjoyed what I was doing then, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I met some great people too, along the way, you know, just other artists and other, you know, sound engineers, you know, who run some of these venues and, you know, it's, it's been a good run, like just getting started. I've, you know, it's, well, I have, you know, I just started really. So, yeah. you know, and you started off well, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. That's well. what I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, it's I, I like to try to, you know, I guess I that's the business end of me because this is a business, you know, yeah. um, you know, I do know business. I know, you know, I know what I got to do. Um, sometimes it's hard to get to that point. Um, yeah, so, that's where I'm at. I'm trying. I'm not a business person. I'm a visionary. And that's uh, OK. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's just understanding like like, you know, eventually you're going to want to make, you know, make some, you know, something. Money, as you, yeah. go. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, unfortunately, we don't work for free. I mean, I wish yeah. we lived in a world where we can do that. You know, I think things would be differently, but it's different. But um, yeah, um, I don't know. I you have to kind of find a way. OK, you know, like, like that's what I'm doing with my music. If I can't sell enough of my singles, you know, can I get it into film, can film I get it into yeah. commercials and I can get a residual of some money coming in? Yeah. And that's you got then if you're doing that, you gotta team up with the right people to do that. That's right. So well, where can people you're talking about followers? Where can people find you at? Uh, I'm on uh Facebook, Instagram, Kevin Whitaker Music, uh, and then Kevin Whitaker, and there's some sort of number after my thing, but it, but it's I'm sure it's it'd be tagged on it'd be in the links. Uh but then I'm on TikTok, I'm on YouTube. Um, also anything with radium records, you'll you'll spot me on there. Um, music videos um is all posted under radium records um bradley denniston you can almost kind of follow the, the chain reaction of everybody yeah and just kind of follow that but yeah man it was a pleasure to have you on the show thank you so much for getting me on here man of course man and I this love means to have, a lot i know I, I this is great i'd love to have you on again when, after your seven song release and talk about that because yeah. i i really do believe you're going places man thank you and 
I appreciate you and your story and everything. I can just keep going. Yeah. I, hey, you're what you're doing here is fantastic. And thank you. I mean, and honestly, I'm speaking on behalf of all the musicians here. It's it's nice having somebody who can, you know, that we can we can do this with because it's like, you know, we're nobodies. You know, I'm a nobody. Right, yeah. You know, and I it's nice to come out and just you know share our story and hopefully inspire somebody and and whatever. You know. Well, if you want to find out more about this show and what I do, you can go over to. CoreyRosenProductions.com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. You can find out more about me, the, the solo projects that I do, and the podcast of all 136 guests before me, before this, that I've had on. And we are going to keep going this week. We have a, a really packed week. Tomorrow we have Dan Mayer. He is a local uh, recording artist, uh, so, studio – oh, my gosh, uh, recording engineer. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> He's a drummer as well, so I'm really excited to talk to him about all of that. This Friday, we have Dustin LeBlanc, who is the managing managing director of West Shore Theaters. He's been been an artistic director of many theaters and uh, producing giant theaters, uh, giant theatrical acts. So I'm really excited to get into that uh, scene again. I haven't had a a theater person on in in quite a while, so I'm excited to dive back into that world and all of that and this saturday we have our interview with night owl country band or a country band out of indiana who uh run their own award show in, in tandem with issa which is the international singer songwriter association wow so i'm really excited to talk to them uh, and get their story and then we don't have anything until Monday. We have J.C. Fetlock. He's a local uh, artist who's been doing it for years, and I'm really excited because he has got some stories to tell as well. With all that said, my name is Corey Rose, and this has been the Story Podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will see you guys later. Thank you. Bye.